Today's episode is sponsored by the American Chemistry Council. Chemistry creates, America competes. Do you ever get tired of explaining the economy to people? Uh, come on, Annie. <laughs> I never get tired of explaining the economy. I'm Annie Reese. This is Politico Dispatch. And this is Victoria Guida. The economy is doing all right. But? But we have all this inflation that's kind of creating static. And so the Fed is about to embark on a rate hike campaign to try and bring that back down without causing a recession. And the Democrats, meanwhile, are going to try and hold their congressional majority at the end of the year amid all of this. You got all that? So today, a seemingly good thing, a booming economy, has become a bad thing? Victoria, how? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so this actually isn't as strange as it sounds. Um, So when you think about what makes a healthy economy, one of the things is consumer demand, people having money and spending things. And what causes inflation is when you have too much demand for supply to keep up with. Mm -hmm. That's essentially what we have right now, where we have an economy that's recovering really quickly. One of the reasons why, you know, we saw such fast growth last year, it was 5.5% in real terms. Mm -hmm. That's inflation adjusted, which is massive. It's the fastest growth we've had in decades since the 80s. And one of the reasons why we have had that is because, you know, the economy is sort of roaring back after all of these pandemic-related restrictions, pandemic-related things that we've been prevented from doing. Um, so 2021 was a really good year for the economy, but that also led to a lot of spending. And part of that was fed by, you know, congressional spending that sort of kept people afloat and kept people able to keep spending. And then um, on the other side of the supply-demand equation, you had all these supply chain issues. So, yeah, we have this situation where the economy is growing really fast. Wages are growing much faster than they were. But the problem is, you know, even though you might be getting a raise, you're also spending more of that money than you were before. And so it's not necessarily translating into the type of gains that you really would like to see from that type of of real growth. Okay, and not to be all what is inflation, but you're saying that the reason there's increased spending is because things cost more and they cost more because of inflation? So this actually is useful. I should probably explain what inflation is. (laughs) Inflation is essentially not just the price of one thing going up, right? Mm -hmm. Like people look at that, look at the price of a good and they're like, oh, that's inflation. It's not just like flour going up or lawnmowers. Exactly. Because all the time prices go up and down depending on market forces. But inflation is sort of a generalized increase in prices where on average prices are going up, on average your cost of living is increasing, on average your money gets you less than it used to. And so this is calculated based on like a basket of things that people pay for from like food to, you know, your cell phone plan to mm. your rent. And all of these things are sort of put together into various measures of inflation. There's actually multiple ways to measure inflation. But in all of the ways that measure inflation, it is definitely going up a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And so one of the reasons that the economy is maybe a little too hot right now is partially because of all this money we've been pouring in 
to the economy, right? Like it's because of the stimulus. Uh, yeah. So it's not it's not just because of the stimulus. Um, the stimulus is a contributing factor mm-hmm. to kind of back up the way that a normal recovery works is you are in a recession. And in order to, to come out of the recession, you want to have um, enough government help is, is kind of the way that America has traditionally thought about it. Mm-hmm. So you want to have enough government help for the economy to kind of get on a self-sustaining cycle so that it will be able to finish the way out of the hole, right? Mm-hmm. So the thing that's different about this time is a couple of things. One is that this was a recession that was induced not really by economic factors, but by health factors, where mm-hmm. we had all these shutdowns and reductions in activity because we didn't want people to die from the virus and not because there was something inherently wrong with the economy. And the other thing is when a lot of those things, a lot of those restrictions went away, we have, we've had sort of this up and down where the economy will like reopen and everybody will be really happy. And then there will be another surge and everyone will kind of, you know, start sheltering back inside again. And so it's kind of hard for the economy to get that cycle going. So it's sort of like fits and starts. So part of the issue is we have a lot of healthy economic fundamentals, but it's not necessarily able to create the virtuous cycle the way that you'd want it to in sort of like a normal economic recovery. That makes sense. And I mean, recently, and like, we're always going to be the any report from the economy is always going to feel like ever so slightly delayed, right? Because it's like based on the previous couple of months. So like, we the current picture we have of the economy right now doesn't factor in the effect that the Omicron variant had in January, for example. Yeah. So the December jobs numbers were calculated before the Omicron surge. And so we're going to get more jobs data for January on Friday. And that should provide more data on how what type of effect Omicron had. Mm. And this is all sort of like shifting in real time. It's hard (laughs) to know what matters over the long term, over the short term. Mm. And this is part of the issue that policymakers have with inflation too, which is like, you know, clearly we have it. Inflation can kind of be a self-fulfilling prophecy because the more people expect prices to go up, the more it can, you know, lead businesses to keep thinking that they're going to have to raise their prices or to just raise prices because they can. So you don't want that. But on the other hand, if we do have sort of like get on the other side of the pandemic, we fix these supply chain issues that have been screwed up, then you don't want to be in a situation where you react too aggressively to inflation. And then all of a sudden you're in, you have sort of the opposite problem where you end up with like deflation, which is its own separate economic (laughs) issue that policymakers don't want. So uh, this is a very difficult time to have to navigate because, I mean, it's difficult for all of us, right? Like what is, what is life going to look like in six months? Who knows? Mm -hmm. So in terms of like how difficult it might be for Joe Biden, say he's got this healthy economy, well, this healthy economy kind of that's like complicated by inflation. And so to fix it, he wants the Fed to raise interest rates, right? Which like, does that just boom fix it or not really? (laughs) It does not just boom fix it. Um, (laughs) But uh, that is that is sort of the way that our country envisions dealing with inflation is through the Federal Reserve. That's one of its main reasons for existence is uh, part of its mandate is what's called price stability, which it defines as an average of 2% every year. We have closer to 
five percent. So inflation is is way higher than the Fed wants it to be. The issue is the way that the Fed fights inflation is by raising interest rates, which makes it more expensive to spend, to invest. You have because if there's more money going to debt payments, there's less money for everything else. Yeah. So the way that that's supposed to work is, like I said, to decrease spending, to kind of like bring down demand a little bit. Mm -hmm. But it can also hurt jobs and wages. And historically, the Fed, when it fights inflation, often ends up causing a recession. Like almost every time it's it's tried to fight inflation, it's it's ended up causing at least a minor recession. Wait, really? I didn't realize the track record was that bad. Yeah. So there's this really interesting debate going on right now, which is like a whole another rabbit hole about whether you sort of have to cause <laughs> a recession in order to to combat inflation. But there is a lot of research that basically suggests that the Fed doesn't necessarily have to do that. And really all it needs to do is convince people that it's serious. Mm-hmm. This gets back to what I was talking about as sort of like the psychological aspect of inflation, where if you change people's expectations where people are like, okay, inflation is going to come down, that in and of itself can sort of like help rein in inflation. But we're mm. in a pre- we're in pretty uncharted territory because the last time the Fed had to deal with high inflation, which to be clear, was actually higher than now, they had to raise rates really aggressively and um, it caused actually a, a couple of recessions in the 80s. So because inflation is not as high as it was the last time the Fed had to fight inflation and also mm-hmm. the Fed just has way more experience in understanding inflation, um, you know, there's there's sort of a hope that the remedy will be a lot simpler, especially because part of what is feeding inflation is these supply chain issues. And so the hope is mm-hmm. also that it won't just be the Fed, but also other factors. So hopefully it's not as dire <laughs> as I just made it sound. But yeah, I mean, I think that as far as the White House goes, I mean, they're, they're clearly pulling out the stops to show that they care about this. They talk about it a lot. They've been focused on sort of like competition issues, like do some corporations have too much price setting power, things like that. But ultimately, the main things that people sort of expect to be able to have a real impact on inflation are the Fed raising rates and just kind of waiting for the economy, the pandemic economy, to kind of right itself. Mm-hmm. Um, also, a lot of this congressional spending that we've been talking about is is starting to fade. And so that might also sort of bring down some congressional spending, which should help with inflation, although you don't want that too much because part of, as I was saying, part of a healthy economy is spending. So yeah. We're in the middle of a balancing act, right? Where it's like we clearly have this problem of inflation, even though we have these other positive trends. And so you basically want to get rid of the inflation without necessarily undercutting the other positive things that are sort of happening around inflation. And, you know, in purely political terms, this has not been good so far for Biden. Like, I don't think he's getting, you know, a lot of credit for a more healthy economy because there are so many people who are so worried about inflation. So this is, it feels like a real tightrope. 
Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, if you're somebody who is not really seeing an increase in how much money you're taking home, you know, why would you be crediting yeah. him? Even though, you know, there are there might long term be, you know, some positive things happening in the economy. But right now, people just don't necessarily feel it. There was there was a, a Gallup poll recently that showed about half of Americans said that they were being negatively affected by inflation. And so of those Americans being negatively affected by inflation, what does that look like? And presumably you're affected differently based on economic bracket. For the lowest income people, this actually is translating into more money in their pockets. Mm -hmm. Wages for the lowest end of the spectrum um, are actually growing faster than inflation. But for a lot of the middle class, it's kind of a wash where, you know, you might be seeing a raise, but you're also spending a lot more. And, you know, it depends because from person to person, what you buy personally might not be things that are as affected by inflation. So it's going to vary from person to person. Uh, But yeah, for some people, this is maybe even lowering the amount of money that they're actually ultimately taking home, even though they're getting a raise. Longer term, if you see demand cool a little bit, if you see supply chains start to fix themselves, this could ultimately be a positive dynamic. But if you kind of think about it, it's like, there's all of this energy that could be useful for economic growth that's instead just sort of being used in a more useless way, which is just feeding inflation. Victoria Guida, thank you so much for talking with me. Sure. Also today, President Joe Biden will relaunch Cancer Moonshot, a project he originally spearheaded as vice president that focuses on cancer prevention, screening and coordination among agencies. But the relaunch isn't coming with new funding commitments, leaving its future impact a little uncertain. And former Alabama Senator Doug Jones has been tapped to help guide President Joe Biden's first Supreme Court nominee through the confirmation process. Jones' role will include helping prepare the eventual candidate for meetings with senators and confirmation hearings. Today's episode of Politico Dispatch included music composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Be sure to follow Politico Dispatch if you haven't yet, and if you can, leave us a rating and review. It helps more people find the show. I'm Annie Reese. Thanks so much for listening.